Welcome you to the first uh, ever What Does God Say About video blog and audio podcast. We are so excited that you're with us and excited to get this started right now. Uh, the idea behind this, uh, What Does God Say About, is uh, we want to get together and talk about things that we just can't normally dig into on the weekend services, maybe go a little deeper, a little more informal, a chance for you to give comments and feedback. We would love to hear what you have to say, questions that you have as we go along. And we thought uh, that this format, uh, I hope it'd be a blessing to you and help us uh, explore some uh, new things and different things. So this week, we're going to talk about something that I think everybody who's a follower of Jesus is so hungry to see and we're so eager to walk in, but I'm not sure everybody really understands what it is. And so our topic this week is revival. And uh, what is revival? And are we in revival? And how do we see revival? And uh, I have here my good friend, Eric Durante, who is uh, the worship pastor at Grace Community. My name is Carl Lloyd Hauser. I serve as the uh, senior pastor at Grace Community in Montrose. And I've asked Eric to join me because I know he has a heart to see God move and a heart to see God work in powerful uh, new ways that are transforming lives. And so I wanted to get some of his thoughts on uh, revival here. So, uh, Eric, thank you for being with us. Yes, and, uh, thanks for having uh, me, Carl. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> so um, now you've been the worship pastor here for seven years. Uh, just about coming up on seven years, and I know that you've seen a lot of change. Uh, I know that you have experienced personally a lot of change, maybe some personal revival. Yeah. Uh, and I know I've gone through a lot of changes here too. And I guess I kind of wanted to hear is you know someone who's hungry for God, who really wants to see God move in his own life and also the lives of those we minister to. Mm-hmm. Um, for these last seven years, what what would you say? What's it about? You know, what are you trying to do as a worship pastor and where are you trying to lead us and where are you trying to bring us to as a church? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's hard to believe that I've almost been here for seven years now. It's crazy how time flies. But, you know, every week is, um, you know, I prayerfully consider, you know, what our worship services are going to look like, how they're going to feel. God, what are you doing? I'm always coming in prayer. God, what are you doing? And I always just come back to the same thing. I feel like God told me when I first started here, uh, really at this, uh, this ministry here in Montrose was that I was to help people connect their hearts to the heart of God. And, um, and it just really goes back to, um, the prayer that Jesus said, he says, as it is in heaven, you know, on earth as it is in Mm -hmm. heaven and as to for this place, even in this room right here, is for this place to get a little glimpse of heaven. Yeah. You know, and to have the people come in here. Because when we're, I think when we're in heaven, Carl, <laughs> we're not going to be anywhere else. We're not going to want to be anywhere else. Right. right. And so to be able to help connect these people here who come in these doors every week to get a little sense of what his presence may feel like yeah i love that you know it, it, the way that sometimes i picture it is like we're kind of harmonizing mm. with the praise that's going on around the throne right now you know singing in tune hopefully yes uh some of us <laughs> better than others but uh in tune with what god's doing there right. and uh to taste 
uh, his presence um, and just to get a little glimpse of everything that's going to happen mm-hmm. for all of eternity. So h- how do you think it's going? Like what, what would you say is like over these last seven years, w- what has changed? What's sure. different at, in mm-hmm. church here at Grace? And maybe even if you're so bold, the big C church, mm-hmm. you know, how do you see things changing, uh, yeah. especially in worship and uh, this connection that you're looking for? Sure. Well, I, I, I really do, you know, just me personally have had, uh, a lot of growing moments since I've been here, you know, with uh, just God teaching me new things and God teaching me how to lead, you coming by my side and saying, hey, you know, I th- really think this is what God's doing here. Let's go there. And um, it's been awesome to work with you because, uh, you know, God speaks to you probably different than he does to right. me. And so for us to be able to collaborate on that and to be able to deliver these weekends that I feel in this place, I mean, are just so Holy Spirit led, mm. you know, and uh, we make mistakes, of course, you know, we, we look back, we have our Tuesday meetings and we go, well, that didn't work, right. <laughs> you know, but uh, most of the time it does. And, you know, and where I just kind of feel this church has been, I mean, we've, we've kind of all grown together, you know, and we've, we've, as God has spoken to you and me, um, I feel like God has really just bringing this church along. And, and I think that's, you know, majority of my job too is to help people just come along. Hey, what is, what has God been speaking to me all week and help people come along with that, Hmm. you know? And so I, I really feel that, you know, God's in a, in a season right now where he really wants people to come back to him bad. (laughs) Like, you know, I mean, he always has, but the thing is, is that we're, we're not the, the days of, you know, the day of Jesus coming back, returning is not getting further away. It's getting closer. Yeah. (laughs) So I really feel like God's like on this, on this call of like, okay, it's time to come back. Yeah. Time to come back. And, and I feel like that's what we've been doing here. And I feel like we've been doing a fairly good job of like trying to help people connect with God in that way of like, Hey, he's real. He's present. He's here. He wants to speak to you. And more so, he wants you to transform. He wants you to make, he wants you to be more like him, you know? And, um, and so I think, you know, God's just in this place right now. Um, maybe that's what revival looks like, wow. you know, yeah. is just really a, uh, a movement of heart transformations and really just having a deeper connection with God. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, when you talk about that urgency, I, I just in the last year or two, I have never felt so urgent to get people two things uh, into salvation, yeah. you know, starting a relationship with Jesus and then into transformation, yeah. you know, where they start to grow and uh, abide in him. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's because like the end is near. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised or cause our culture is radically changing or difficult times coming to our culture. Um, or if just my end, you know, I mean, I, I've got a few decades at best. And, and so I know time is short, no matter how you look at it, but right. I, the urgency that I sense in my heart right now is just, it, I mean, it, it's almost, I don't want to say crushing, but it's just heavy. Like we cannot mess around mm. right now when it comes to uh, these things you're talking about being transformed and coming to salvation. Yeah. So when we talk about what God wants to do with us in the future, I mean, I think that's a lot of it there. And so I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that. Yeah. Too. And, you know, uh, I, I really just, 
to go along with that, I just feel like God's, he's been asking us for a while now. He's like, Hey, how serious are you going to get about me? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and really, uh, you know, when all the COVID stuff happened, like that's when I saw a transformation in you. Yeah. That's when I saw a transformation in me. I saw a transformation in this church is like, we have got to stop messing around. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to like, we got to help people get into a deeper relationship with him. You know, I have to get into a deeper relationship yeah. with him. I have to be able to, to follow him no matter where he's leading me, even if it's uncomfortable, you know, and that's what I really feel like God's asking a lot of people right now. Like really all of his followers, Hey, how serious are you going to get about me? Yeah. You know? So, well, you know, and, and God has, I don't think COVID is a good thing, but God has good gifts in bad things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that would, that would be for me I was talking to a, a leader of a ministry in Montrose here just the other day of like in some ways I'm thankful for COVID you know I mean yeah. and I would I'm not don't ever want to downplay the real pain and sure. the real I mean I lost friends in that mm-hmm. you know but um, and others lost family members but mm-hmm. um, there there was a good that God brought out of there too in Absolutely. terms of our passion our focus and where the church is going mm-hmm. that I, I think is I don't know if I'm going to call it revival, but yeah. it, it's the cusp. It's I think it's the beginning of something big uh, that God is uh, doing right now. And I think we're in a time right now where uh, we are just, I mean, as far as my life, uh, the 51 years I've been here, I've never seen us in more need of revival, mm. of God working and doing a new move uh, than now. And it just seems like it's time, you know, and, uh, are we in it? I don't know uh, what does it look like. I'm not exactly sure, but sure. boy, I, I'm ready for God to do some big things. Here. Yeah, absolutely. So as you're talking, um, uh, I guess I wanted to just talk, uh, with you all a little bit about this idea of what revival is. And so I was looking, uh, in scripture and, um, you know, there, there's a, there's a revival that's going to take place at the very end. It's in uh, Joel two, I think it's 38. Uh, you can read about, uh, you know, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all men and all women. And, uh, there's going to be signs in the heavens and wonders on the earth. And I'm like, yes, do it, Lord. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, and, uh, eager to, and believe that God does wonders and signs right now. Um, but as I look at revival in the Bible, that's actually not it. Mm. Um, that, 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 that is a, a component of some revivals, but, um, if you look at a revival in scripture and, and what I would say is revivals, when God comes into a, uh, a culture, a people, a nation and does a radical transformation. And you, you'll see that the, the theme in scripture, uh, that's connected with this idea, it's repentance, it's, it's change and it's transformation. And so, I mean, even in Joel, in that passage there, uh, if you go down towards the end of that chapter, I don't, I'm not sure what verse it is, but it says, um, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm. And so you see that, like, this is the heart of, I'm going to pour out these signs and these wonders. Why? So you come back to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the purpose of it all. And so I was thinking uh, as we were um, talking about this, about the very first I don't know if it's the very first, but one of the, the most significant early revivals that you see in Scripture, and it's in Second Kings, and it's when Josiah, he's uh, eight years old mm-hmm. when he starts, becomes king, and um, he finds the Scriptures and is undone. He's mm-hmm. broken because he's like, we haven't been doing anything that this <laughs> that the Word of God says. Yeah. And you know, he gets into sackcloth and tears his clothes. Um, and it's, it's the Bible says that he is, uh, there's no king greater than him. Mm. 
Um, I think that's uh, 2 Kings 23, 25. There was never a king like Josiah. And um, so we've got Solomon, we've got David, who are amazing kings, and you know some good ones, Hezekiah and the rest. But Josiah is, is special in that he brings Israel back to God. And uh, his revival, if, if you look at what he does, um, the first thing is he reads the word. Uh, to the whole assembly, he's like, everybody come here and you're just going to listen. And so they all listen to the Bible, you know, and then they all start yelling like, yeah. oh, no, we didn't even know, you know. And then um, and then he starts tearing down all the idols, getting rid of the bales and the Asherah poles and all that stuff and, and rips that down. And I think it's interesting. One of the last things he does in his reforms is he celebrates Passover, mm. which is a form of worship and remembrance of who God is. And so here we have one of the greatest revivals in the history of Israel, and it's all about come back to God, come back to God's word, amend your ways, yeah. you know, yeah. turn, turn your hearts from wickedness. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that idea of just repentance, and, um, and we're not talking about, you know, a guy on the street corner holding up the sign yeah. saying, you must repent. I mean it's what I think what you're just talking about. It's just the transformation of the heart and see God, I feel like just God is, that's all he cares about. It's just the heart. Mm. Right. You know, I know you've messed up. I know you've done wrong. Like, you know, and, and Josiah, even in that moment, it's just, he's undone. Like you said, but God wants to do something greater in him. He's like, I need to transform your heart. You need to recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that's for all of us. We have to get to a place where we are willing to let God wreck us for a minute mm. and go, well, I've been doing this wrong. Right. <laughs> I need to change. Yeah. And how, I mean, you look at the apostle Paul, look, I mean, like, that guy thought he was doing the right thing until God came through and changed him, you know, had a heart transformation for him. And what about us? Mm. I mean, how many times do we think we just, yeah, I did that right. You know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. God goes, are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's good. Come back to me. Yeah. And then, you know, with Paul, it, it, it sparks the greatest revival, yeah. you know, I mean, in the Christian church, right. Where, I mean, it changes the world. Right. And, um, and, you know, signs and wonders are a huge part of that. Sure. Acts 2, you know, amazing miracles. But the message, Acts 2.38, I mean, Peter brings the message of that revival. What is it? Mm-hmm. Repent. Repent. <laughs> Turn to Jesus. Repent. Yep. You know, and, and it all comes back down to, what God wants in the end is mm. relationship with us. And you can't have that if you're going to continue in your sin. And yeah. you certainly can't have that outside of Christ. Right. You know, and so, um, I mean, I, I want to see miracles and I'm praying for them and I believe in them and I see some. I mean, I, I feel like we get little tastes here and there. Yeah. I yeah. think there's more coming. But um, it's not for the miracle's sake. It, it's for the transformation's sake. Absolutely. You know, John the Baptist, what was his call? Repent, repent. <laughs> repent, and be baptized. Yes. You know, and, and so God is revival. Really, I believe is it's turning back to God uh, for the purpose of restoration of yeah. that relationship. Absolutely. And and if it comes with uh, you know a mighty work like uh, the road to Damascus, or it comes with just a small confession with a woman at a well, you know, um, mm. here's a man who told me these amazing things. Yeah. I don't think it matters. It's, right. it's as long as that heart is changing. And I'm calling that revival and yeah. calling what what we're going after. Absolutely. So. so what you're saying is really, I mean, revival could be look like one person. It look could look like three thousand people. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, and I love that. And you know, kind of, I think it brings me back to Easter when you know when you do an altar call and say, 
who wants to follow Jesus, mm. you know? And uh, you have you have certain people, you know, I mean, lo- I mean, we would love to see every new person that comes in this place raise their hand for that. Um, but, it, you know, most of the times it doesn't, right. <laughs> you know? But if it was for one, you know, I, I know personally know a guy, you know, who raised his hand that weekend and then end up getting baptized yeah, last weekend. Right. That's revival to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it was just for him, you know, and, you know, God's always after the one even, True. you know, 3000 is great, but one is really good too. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> and I got to say, I am hungry though. I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, one person matters and that's, it's clear lost coin, sure. prodigal son and the rest and the sheep, the 99 sheep. But, um, I am hungry to see a a, a larger move Absolutely. of God across our nation, across our globe, and and I, I do believe that that is that we're coming there. But it, um, and, and and He may do it like this revival will come via signs and wonders, and then people will like, wow, look what God did, and they'll repent and turn. Um, but it, you know, I was thinking um, Martin Luther. We both have Lutheran backgrounds, yeah. so um, <laughs> I was thinking about what he did. You know, we call it the Protestant Reformation, but. I would say you can call it the Protestant revival. Sure, I mean, and absolutely. what happened is the, the church had gotten so far away from the word of God where mm. you could actually buy forgiveness or, well, time out of purgatory for your relatives <laughs> with yeah. money. You know, yeah. I mean, it's so far off. And if you remember what brought him back is Martin Luther started reading his Bible, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and finding like Josiah, oh no, what does the word say here? And yeah. and that transformed the entire world, and and it was a it was a revival that wasn't like the one in Acts or like the one we'll see with Joel. It wasn't right. not there weren't great signs and wonders. It was a, a great transformation right. of our heart and thinking. Absolutely, um, that that's reverberating still right now. Yeah, so yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I I love that love that story because you know and stories like that because the ripple effect that happens from stories like that from God changing one person. To going, hey, you know, what does my word say about this? What have, what does my truth say that I've been saying all along about this? And then the ripple effect that happens yeah. from that, from one heart transformation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you, Carl. I, I mean, I would love to see all of Montrose County come to Jesus, Amen. you know. Yeah. And I don't think that's f- too far outside of God mm-hmm. to do that, you know. Um, and so I, you know, I'm going to keep praying for that. <laughs> and... uh you know, for more people to come to him and salvations and, and like, but like you said too, you know, signs and wonders. I mean, I think it's like just all products of that, you know, huh. and, uh, products of, you know, the heart transformation, right? you know, and, and I've seen, I've seen signs and wonders. I've seen people get healed. I've seen, you know, um, miracles happen, but, um, and those are great. I love them. I love, I want more of that. Um, what really gets me just fired up and moved when, when somebody has a radical encounter with right. Jesus, like that, and not necessarily through a signs and a wonder, but like, or a miracle, but just God gets their heart, yeah. you know, and then they just go on fire for him, mm. you know? Well, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I mean, I'll take it however God wants to bring mm-hmm. it in. And, and, and he does, there's no doubt that he'll do it through a miracle. Yeah. You know, and so I love those miracles where, sure. you know, whole families come to Jesus because, yeah. wow, somebody got healed. And yeah. so, Lord, more of that. Um, but I, I think we have to remember that, you know, we're not here for like some big show, Mm-mm. you know, and Jesus, uh, Matthew, you know, he doesn't dance for anybody. 
you know, yeah. and he's not going to perform for us. You know, the, the reason that he brings those things mm. is for that transformation. Yeah. It's for salvation and transformation. And that's why I'm praying those things in. That's why I'm, I'm praying for change and transformation because that's, that's what God wants is our mm. hearts to be different. Yeah. And it only comes through Christ, of course. Absolutely. So I guess a question I have for you then, Eric, sure. is, okay, we want it. How do we get there? Well, I think it's just really kind of what we've been talking about, you know, is really people coming back to God, getting in his word, you know, being, being in, uh, just having a connection with him and people here, here's what I, this is kind of what I see. And I've seen this as long as I've been a Christian is, and I dealt with this in the very beginning too, was, you know, when I was a baby Christian is like having the being really willing to submit that God's way is better. Mm. Like, you know, that's, that's what I feel like, because there's so many things that are just grabbing our attention and so many things that are just like, well, this is better. That looks good. Yeah. You know, but a lot of those things end up leading to death, you know, maybe, maybe not physical death, but death of, you know, the soul, Mm. you know? And I really think that, we have to come to understanding that like God's way is better, you know? And, and I think, you know, when we start to do that, I think that that real transformation is going to take place, you know, where we're just, I don't know if you agree with that, but I'm just kind of, that's what I was thinking about yesterday. You know, it's just submitting your heart, submitting your life and really just saying, Jesus is Lord of my life, not Lord of some things, (laughs) not Lord of like, Hey, well, Yes, Jesus, you can have, you know, you can have, um, you know, control over how much I get paid at my job. But yet, you know, um, you know, there's this dark area in my life, you know, you know, I'm struggling with lust or pornography, but you can't have that. Sorry. That's, that's still mine. You Mm -hmm. know, well, is Jesus Lord of your life and of everything or just some things? Right. So, and just that real submission that his way's better. Yeah, that's huge. You know, uh, Jesus says, if you love me, mm. you'll obey my commands. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I'm in Jeremiah, my personal devotions mm-hmm. right now. I think it's so interesting. Uh, it's after they've been taken away. There's a little remnant just kind of hanging out in uh, Judea and um, Israel. And uh, Jeremiah, they go to Jeremiah and they're like, hey, we'll do whatever God says. Yeah. And uh, whatever it is, we'll do it. And if, even if we don't like it, we'll do it. And so he says, okay, well, God says, mm-hmm. don't go to Egypt. And he gets done talking. They said, you're lying. We're going to Egypt. <laughs> and, and then uh, it's just like, were well, you really going to do whatever God says? Because obviously you're not. It, you'll yeah. do what God says if, he, if it's what you want to do. Yeah. And then I think it's in 44, then God says, what, why do you keep hurting yourself? Mm. You know, why, why won't you just do it the way I want you to do it? What, yeah. You know, if you obey me, it's life. And yeah. why don't you come under what I'm doing here? And I love, I love that thought there. It's like, God's like, quit taking the hammer to your own head. <laughs> You know, yes. and, and obedience is for your own yeah. benefit in Absolutely. your own life. So, yeah. so I want to look at, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, what does God say. So let's look at, I want to read one passage here. And this is, a, I think, maybe known as a great revival verse that uh, people were, uh, at the beginning of COVID, you saw this all over the place. And, um, and uh, I've seen it throughout the years. And it's uh, Second Chronicles uh, 7, 
14, and it says, uh, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That to me sounds like revival right there, to hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. I mean, that's God moving and transforming things. Now, um, how do we do it? Well, my people, first of all, is who this passage is talking about. It's me and you. Yeah. It's it's those of you uh, right now who would say, I'm a follower of Jesus. Okay, we, we have to um, humble ourselves. So that's that submission that you're talking about. And pray. And so prayer is a huge part of this. Yeah. And so that's why we've been doing those 24-hour prayer vigils. And yeah. just uh, my amazing. prayer life has come alive in the last couple of years of just uh, seeking and seeking. But the, we, we often stop there. Humble yourself and pray. But but that's not where the passage ends. And right. it says, and turn from their wicked ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's this part where it's not just praying and it's not just humbling, but it's turning. And, and who? Not if the, that dirty culture that's so sinful would turn. My people. So I, I really believe revival starts right here. And right. it's with me repenting and you repenting and us turning uh, from what we've been doing and, and really exactly what you're saying here, coming into full submission mm. to for every part of my life. Jesus is the Lord. I like that, but I like you more, Jesus, you know, yeah. and, and I trust you more. So sure. I'm not going to hit myself in the head on this one. And, and you know, that passage, the other thing about it is the context is actually where Solomon is dedicating the temple. And God says, if you're going to, it's in this place. If you will in this temple, mm. humble yourself, pray, turn from your wicked ways. Um, and then if those prayers come out from this temple, I'll take care of your whole land. So that's a lot for you and I as followers of Jesus to say, oh, this is kind of on us. Yeah. Or not just kind of. It's really on us to pray, humble ourselves, and for those prayers to come out from mm. Uh, our temple, which is our bodies, yes. uh, you know, as a follower of Jesus, and also our, our churches and gatherings mm-hmm. here. And that that's where these things come. And so I think it's a profound opportunity that you and I have to impact the world, you know. And yeah. so we're out there waiting for the world to change. <laughs> and I sure. think that Jesus is like, well, as soon as you do, yeah. it will, mm-hmm. you know, to his church. Yeah. That's where it starts. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, You know, it just also just brought me to the side of when you were reading that of how gracious is our God Mm -hmm. like you know in when you're reading that you're like well that's not that big of a deal okay I'll repent and and turn from my ways and then wow he'll he'll heal our land yeah like and I mean for a lot for a lot of people it's not that easy you know maybe somebody is really stuck in some sin you know maybe stuck in addiction or something sure. that they cannot get out of, you know. And and I would even say, you know, the big C, the big church, is there are leaders in the church who who struggle with sin and yeah. struggle with this and that. And God's like, hey, are you going to change? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do something, but you still have this part of your life that I can't work with, <laughs> you know. You have to turn from it. And so, but he's also like, I want to do amazing things Mm -hmm. through you. And that just makes me think of how gracious he is, how merciful he is towards us. You know, that's just a side note. No, it's good. You know, I I think of, you know, when you talk about leadership is as leaders, I think it's really incumbent on us is to be as humble and ready to change as, as we possibly can, because you're right. I mean, there are things like, Oh boy, I'm, 
I'm still thinking that way and doing that and, you know, and things that, but, um, the, the day that we stop, uh, admitting those things and looking to Jesus and submitting to him and submitting to his will is the day that we're in trouble and other people pay for it too. <laughs> right. you know? And that, I think that's what the whole church has to do. And, yeah. and we want presence and we want power and we want miracles and we want big Easter events, you know, that was yeah. amazing. Um, but, but we need to draw near to Jesus and we need to shape our lives after his word and we need to obey him and we need to submit every aspect of who we are Absolutely. to his will and, and to his word. And when he whispers like that attitude has got to go. Yeah. Okay. You're right. God, I don't even know how to get rid of it. Please help <laughs> me. You know, but I do, I want to see it ugly just like you see it. Yeah. And I don't want to walk in it. and I want to do it. I want to repent as quick as possible, Eric. Mm. You know, just as fast as I can, yeah. and, and as completely as I can. <laughs> and unfortunately, I keep finding there's plenty of opportunity for that <laughs> as we go along. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. So, any thoughts then on what you think we should do? Any any other ideas as church, as leaders, as followers of Jesus? Yeah. You know, I I really just, you know, may sound like repeating ourselves here, but. I really just the staying connected with with God through prayer, through worship, you know, um, through accountability, even mm. through you know, if you don't have sorry, if you don't have an accountability uh, group or accountability partner or whatever, um, the, it's going to be really tough mm. for you. You know, it's going to be really struggle to to do this on your own. You know, especially if you want to see revival in your personal life. You know. Um, cause we all have things that we're all messed up over, you know? And so just really, um, to do those things, you know, to worship, to, to pray, to really be in his presence, to soak in his presence, but then also to just once you're there I and mean, live it out, yeah, live it out. And I think you, you, you know, going back a few messages ago, you were talking about like, we got to open our mouths about things too. Mm-hmm. You know, if we really feel like Jesus is getting closer to to coming back and I don't know when that is. You don't know. Nobody knows when that is, but it ain't getting further away. Right. We have to like tell people about this. We have to want transformation for other people. We want to have the heart that Jesus has for those people, you know, and it's been so easy to go, well, that person's an idiot, <laughs> you sure. know, or that person's oh, yeah. dumb. But yeah, but how does God see that person? You know, I've, I've totally caught myself going, dang, I shouldn't be saying that about mm-hmm. that person. I have to see that person just as Jesus does, you know? And so, um, to live it out and then like open your mouth about it, like Mm -hmm. even to that annoying person, (laughs) you know? That's good. Well, you know, if I was going to help us conclude here and and if I was going to give us one charge, um, I guess I would go back to the, the Shema, uh, Mm. which is Deuteronomy and Shema is, uh, Hebrew for here and hero Israel, the Lord, the God is one and you will love him. Thou shalt love him yeah. with all your heart, soul, and strength. You know, and so I, I think that what, what we're coming to here is church. Um, I think we are on the cusp of revival, and I think it begins with us saying, "Man, I am all in with yeah. everything I have, all my heart, soul, mind, strength. Everything that that I have is Jesus. Uh, it's for Jesus, and I'm going to run after Jesus. And He could have His way with everything and anything. And I think that that is." where this great transformation begins. And uh, to be real frank, um, in the times that we're living in right now, I think that's the only way through. Absolutely. You know, I, I think if we're kind of sort of in, it's like the old Mr. Miyagi, you know, karate <laughs> yes or karate no. Yes. If you karate guess so, you're going to get squashed. And right. I would say Jesus yes or Jesus no. 
of course, Jesus no is not the right answer. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. And, right. and we've got to give them everything um, because there's not going to be any room for being wishy-washy. No, so, not at all. All right. I think we're just about out of time. Yeah. So any one last thing you want to. No, I I would just, you know, I would just second everything you just said right there. It's like, and it goes back to my question. I feel like God's asking us like, how serious are you going to get about me? You know, because he's like, I have life for you that you need. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And and don't hit yourself in the head with a hammer. Take it. Stop making it harder. That's what I tell my kids all the time. (laughs) Stop making life harder on yourself. That's good. <laughs> All right. So good. So, um, well, thank you for being with us in our first ever, uh, what does God say? And um, what does God say about, actually? <laughs> and uh, I want to uh, invite you and ask you uh, to just give us some comments, uh, some thoughts. Be nice, if you, but you can disagree, too. And then um, if you have things that you would like to hear about that we don't or haven't addressed uh, in the pulpit, uh, that you'd like us to talk and dig into, uh, we would love to connect with you and uh, follow up with that. All right. So leave us some thoughts there and uh, we'll do our best. So God bless you. Thanks for uh, being with us. And I hope you enjoyed our first ever broadcast of this. Yeah.